Welcome to Marketing School, the only podcast that provides daily top-level marketing tips and strategies from entrepreneurs that practice what they preach and live what they teach. Let's start leveling up your marketing knowledge with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. All right, so let's talk about how Warren Buffett has a $130 billion cash hoard and what it basically tells us as marketers. So I'm pulling up a text message that I sent to my mom this morning because we were talking about investing yesterday when I saw her. So the headline here is Berkshire Hathaway fourth quarter operating earnings fall 8% as cash hoard swells to nearly $130 billion. So Berkshire Hathaway is Warren Buffett's holding company. He's partnered with Charlie Munger. These guys are in their mid-90s. They don't need any more money. They just love playing the game. Warren Buffett eats McDonald's every day and drinks Coke. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. I know. I think the same thing, too, because I watched so many of his documentaries. And I was like, man, I'm like, this guy eats really unhealthy. And I've never, in any of the documentaries, I've never really seen him exercise or anything like that. No. He just like... He's just enjoying what he does and he just continues to live. And my mom's like, it's unfair that he gets to live for so long. But we digress. So we want to talk about happiness. He's really happy in what he does and in life, which probably helps. I think they're both content. You know, they're not, they don't complain or anything and they're just good uncles, right? So look, he's got this $130 billion cash hoard. I think last year it was $122 billion. So that's cash that he's holding right now. And we want to explain how to think about it as business owners and marketers. Because keep in mind, I just mentioned that his earnings declined by 8% in Q4 of 2022. Yeah. So the big thing it tells Eric and I is there's a lot of opportunity out there. If he believed that right now was the right time to strike and things were at a good price, he would go and start deploying a lot of that money. It's not that they don't want to deploy the money. It's not that they want to have all this cash just sitting in a bank account. They don't want that. The issue is, is the timing isn't right in which I've seen him talk about on TV. It's a lot of times he doesn't try to time things for a down economy or a bad economy. He's saying that's very hard to, but what you need to do is look for good businesses at a reasonable price. And he's struggling to find them just like most people are. Hence, he has a lot of cash on his balance sheets. It's also the same reason why a lot of companies have a lot of cash on the balance sheets, which means chances are things are going to get worse over the next 12 months. If they weren't and they thought, hey, this is the worst time, they'd probably be deploying a lot of the money right now. Yeah. So, you know, we've we've often shared on this podcast some of the kind of lessons from Warren Buffett, right? So be greedy when others are fearful and be greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy, right? And so it's still a moment. It's, it's not necessarily that people are necessarily greedy right now. It's the prices, right? So the economy is very shaky right now. And what usually happens the way you make your wealth is that you wait for not not just good companies. So the good companies is Benjamin Graham. That, that's his mentor, right? Charlie Munker, who's partnered with Warren Buffett, said, dude, let's just focus on great companies, buying them at great prices. As to Neil's point, the prices aren't great right now. We're waiting for the earnings multiples to start to drop. But the fact that Berkshire's earnings came down a little bit, I think we're starting to see the, the dominoes fall, right? We're seeing a lot of tech layoffs. And I think we're going to start to see investment bankers start to lose their bonuses as well. And then I think we're going to see Main Street layoffs. Uh, so that's all like we hope it doesn't happen. But the fact of the matter is like you look at this guy, he's been through so many recessions. It's telling us that he is loading up. And to, for you as a marketer, you as a business person, there's an opportunity for you to load up as well. We highly recommend that you check out the last episode where we talk about opportunities to potentially buy stuff. Yeah, and this doesn't mean that you need to go and buy a business or go borrow money from an account and go all in. It could just be when times get tougher, 
marketing costs go down and you can end up arbitraging money or spend a little bit more on paid ads and generate more sales and gobble up more market share, right? So the the playbook that you could follow doesn't have to be Warren Buffett's playbook or Charlie Munger's or anyone else's. You could just invest more into your business. So a great example of this is a lot of agencies are pulling back. A lot of them are doing massive layoffs. A lot of companies are pulling back on their budget. And Eric knows this because I was in Miami with him a few weeks ago. We're hiring faster and faster for international expansion. We had Germany kick off. We had Singapore kicking off in 30 days. So that'll get us in eight regions. We're putting out an offer to someone to run Portugal for us. We're putting out an offer sometime this week for someone to run Spanish-speaking LATAM for us because we already have uh, someone for Brazil. So that'll add around four more countries that we'll expand into with Latin America. And we're looking for France, Italy, and a few other regions at the moment, as well as Spain, Netherlands, UAE, Malaysia. In other words, what I'm getting at is we're doubling down right now because we see a massive opportunity overseas and creating a global company while our competition is focusing on weathering the storm. But also at the same time for Neil, just for, so everyone knows for his company, he's going, but he's also being cautious. So I don't want everyone to think that he's going balls of the walls because Neil is very, he's deliberate with how he does these. So there's a asterisk there. Well, I am actually going really hard right now, but keep in mind, I have reserves. So mm-hmm. I assumed a few years ago, not really a few years ago, I assumed pre-COVID that things were going to get bad, but it just never ended up happening. The COVID- it got bad for a month. Yeah, it was like a few months where businesses really struggled and then they started to boom back um, or less than six months. But the point I'm getting at is I saved for a rainy day because I assumed a rainy day is going to come. I'm assuming the rainy day is not over yet, but I have enough reserves to really go hard and try to expand and build a bigger business. And I'm seeing the opportunity because things are cheaper right now. And I'm hoping if I go hard right now, within two years, I'm assuming it's going to take a few years for us to really get out of this. And it could be sooner. I'm just imagining the worst case scenario where 2025 things start getting good. And I'm willing to weather the storm. So there's a couple of lessons here and then we can work towards. There's a couple of lessons here. So one is... Go hard, but be cautious, right? That's one piece of it. So there's the reserves, right? You want to make sure that you have a margin of safety. So Warren Buffett always talks about if a bridge can hold 30,000 pounds in weight, you want to make sure that maybe you're telling people that, oh, it can only hold 10,000, right? So you want to have that margin of safety there. The other thing to consider too is that the job market, at least in the United States, is still very strong right now. And we're still seeing strong wage inflation. And the Fed, these are the people that control the interest rates, also known as our uncle Jerome Powell. So he has the most important job right now. He can raise or he can he can decrease interest rates. And that, that basically decides how people, how the economy is going to go. So keep that in mind too, right? So they are trying to bring that down. Once wage inflation comes down, the job market tanks and or cools off a little bit, that's going to be an opportunity for you to continue to hire great talent. Because I will say like right now, I don't know about you, Neil, I think it's probably the same thing, but the amount of people that we're talking to, it's like... I would say way more talent is available. And these are great people. They're very humble. And they're not asking for like, you know, Google level salaries, right? So no, and I think the talent is people being more flexible is going to even improve within the next six months, if I had a guess. 
Yep. And the final thing I'll say too is be conservative, right? So be aggressive, but be conservative at the same time. There's always a balance to strike, right? I think it's, it's interesting that you can follow Warren Buffett, you can follow Charlie Munger, and you can also follow Michael Burry from The Great Short. He's always calling like the next big crash, but I think he has he always has interesting things to say. So follow Macro. There's also one of our, our mutual friends, George Gammon. He has a great channel on macroeconomics. And so, you know, we, we talk about marketing here, but just keep in mind that the macro level stuff does actually affect business, which then affects marketing, right? So the more you understand this stuff, the more prepared you're going to be to be prepared to unload when the when the time comes. Anything else, Neil? Make sure you rate, review the podcast. Thank you for listening. All right. Goodbye. We appreciate you joining us for this session of Marketing School. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit marketingschool.io for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to more episodes that will help you find true marketing success. That's marketingschool.io. Until next time, class dismissed.